0: Everyone to another episode of Some Days Today, where we encourage you to live your best life. Here with me today is my co-host, Mac Odina.
1: Hello, everyone. Well, welcome and happy listening to <laughs> our podcast time.
0: <laughs> yes, thanks for listening to our podcast. And joining us today is the amazing Halusha Badamasi. Some of you all may know her from her social media activities, she's is quite active on um, Instagram particularly, uh, but just more formally, let me just introduce her. She's a director of business process and technology at Prime Atlantic Group. She is a social advocate um, and has a nonprofit um, a foundation that she started, um, and I'd love to hear more about that. Felicia. She is a social media. She's an award-winning social media for good winner. Um, So she's very active on social media. Like I said, and doing some amazing things. Um, She is a speaker, and more recently, she is an author of the amazing book Dream on Dreamer. Um, And then, of course, on top of all that, Felicia is a wife. Um, Felicia is a mother. She's an amazing um, daughter. She's a sister. She's a great girlfriend. So really. The girl
2: is busy. <laughs> <The> <laughs> busy girl. But uh, welcome, Felicia. So excited to have you. Hi, guys. Here. So good to see you guys as always. Like, I it know. Feels like, it feels like old days, like we're all hanging out. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, you know.
1: Which, you know, we should have mentioned that Felicia went to the same, where we have share Homer and went to school together. Yeah. I'm going to talk way. about yeah. how we okay. met. Yeah but, um,
0: yeah. but, you know, that's the great thing about. Social, well, social media, but all, even technology and us doing this this day because we've had social media for some time, but thinking to do a video call like this is something yeah. that I think is so recent. So yeah, I mean, you're currently in Nigeria and we're yeah. here in yeah. um, America in Maryland. So being able to connect and see each other like this is amazing. But uh, it really yeah, we'll get into yeah. the background. Okay. But welcome, Folujo, and tell us a Thanks, bit guys. about yourself. Yes.
2: Okay, so I think that you've, I mean, you've, you've kind of already touched on pretty much everything that I do. I don't think that you've missed anything out. Um, so I'm obviously passionate about m- many things. And one thing I said to you last time we spoke, and which I say all the time, is that I find expressions for all the things that I'm passionate about, right? So I'm passionate about several things, and I don't think that I need to kill the things I'm passionate about. So I find ways to express them through different various organizations that either, you know, I'm a part of, a member of. Or, you know, I founded or co-founded with someone. But point is, I feel like we all have different expressions of ourselves. And it's very important that we find a way to express those things so that we don't feel like, you know, like we're missing out on stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. That is amazing. And and you're right. Because honestly, the last time we talked, that was just because I have been struggling with. I'm a busybody, full show. Clearly, (laughs) you're a busybody (laughs) times 100. (laughs) But part of what I struggle with is how do I balance all the things that I'm interested in? And a good nugget that I took away from what you said is you don't have to head everything. You know what I mean? Like you can just find expressions for them. So you can join a team of people who are doing those things. You don't have to be at the helm of everything. Um, But of course, the challenge for me with that is I kind of like to control things. So (laughs) it makes it a bit difficult, But that's a topic for another comment. Yeah, that's a
2: different topic. So.
0: (laughs) But before we jump into it, though, I do want to talk briefly. Okay, so let me just say how Felicia and I met, and you know some of the similarities in our background. Um, so Felicia and I went, We met when I, we were freshmen together. At Freshman year, First yeah. Pittsburgh.
2: Ninety-eight. Actually, Ninety-eight. Yeah, Ninety-eight. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I think actually that I met Felicia before I met you, Mac. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, so
2: to I like, think I'm just,
0: so. I'm just putting you on notice
2: we already know who got nerdy here so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but you so- know what you met mac very very shortly after we met bola so don't get too proud now like it was probably within like a few months but <laughs> so so cool. i remember, bola didn't waste any time at all like you guys met and it was like boom it was, yeah. <laughs> it's okay,
1: because I'll, I'll leave you two with the kids. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. but like, but like, let's have a rethink about that. Yeah, we, 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 don't rethink yeah, rethink. we don't rethink the strategy. We don't rethink
0: the strategy. But yeah, I think the reason why this is so fascinating is prior to me meeting Felicia, I had been the sole computer science woman of color in my program um so i think i don't even know if we met in class or if i saw your name on the sign-in sheet yeah something like probably but it was one of those things i just remember remember whatever it was i was just like okay yeah yeah so we're gonna be friends because
2: (laughs) (laughs) like we 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 must be friends you can't do this alone we're the only two black girls yes the only two black girls definitely the only two african girls if we're the only two black girls and yeah, it was interesting. So we, so we, so we stood out like a sore thumb and we were a tag team, like all the way yep, in good yep. and bad things. Well, let's leave that for another I day. know, <laughs> but it was, it, it was amazing. And yes, it was great.
0: It was great. And look
2: how far we come now. Now you
0: are, <laughs> now you're a director oh, oh, so of business process and technology. What does that mean? Let's just quickly talk about some of the things you do before we jump into everything. Okay. Else. So
2: what do you do um, at work? Okay, so essentially, I am in charge of, you know, everything that has to do with technology at work. So every single thing, you know, from our systems to our strategy, that's all under me. The reason why that fits so well with business processes is because, as you guys know, a lot of processes actually get automated, right? That's the way of the future. That's the way for efficiency. I mean, look at us now. We are on this. Zoom, you know, video thing that can go as far as possible. You can put it on different platforms, but essentially, what this is is automating a meeting. You know what I mean? Like, so the process of a meeting has been automated into, you know, into like an online meeting. So, all I do really at work is find ways to make our processes more efficient and effective and do everything with technology from strategy to our day to day operations and all that good stuff. That's
0: amazing. That's amazing. That's actually similar to what we do um, within. Yes.
2: So, yes, I um, love what you guys are doing, by the way, but let me not get into that. Now.
0: Uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I feel like we're like right here. You know, that's why I had to um email you yes- yesterday, like, you know what? We we're right here, but that's another time. We're here,
1: we're here. Um, <laughs> this love fest going on here? Okay, of course there's
0: a love fest I love you, love. I love
2: you, Paula. I love you, Max. Paula, uh, please let's show Max some love because it's not right. I
0: swear. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay,
2: did you want to ask a question? Do you have... I do! For sure. has like you 10 know,
0: things she does We gotta get uh, them okay, up <laughs> <you gotta>, um, <laughs> um,
1: okay. Yes,
0: yes, wait Let me, so we'll quickly get to it. But then I don't want you to rush through the next one though So social advocate Tell me more about that mm. as it relates to serving with love
2: Okay, so um, the, the whole thing behind social advocacy Is not just that you're doing good things is that you also find ways to push for policies and actual like permanent change. So as much as you can liaise, you know, with government or with whoever is in power, whoever is in charge, you know, just to have like the right policies and stuff going on. So what we do is not just do we help, you know, like poor families in our community. We also find ways to get things actually changed and done for them. So one of our biggest projects actually is called the Digital Life After School Program. And what it is, is that we, have like a whole computer lab somewhere where a bunch of kids from a very poor community go every day and they have classes, computer classes, because they can't, you know, have classes in their schools because their schools are not properly equipped. In fact, some of the schools actually have computers, but they don't have any power, you know, so it's all kinds of weird stuff. So what we do is not just, you know, give people these opportunities. We also find ways to also advocate so that the government can do the right thing for you know all these poor families and especially children because obviously we all know that children are the future. So yeah, that's what advocacy, the advocacy that we do is all about. Right. So and I, your organization
0: is called Serving with Love. Serving with
2: Love Foundation. yes. Foundation
0: mm-hmm. that you co-founded with a bunch yes, of your with other two friends.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So my turn. So <clears throat> first and foremost, um, I appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Uh, you know, we know each other from school. We were in um,
2: from like forever.
1: Forever, we were in African Students Organization. Yes, oh. ASO. <laughs> Man,
2: you know, I, and you know, and you know,
1: I'm I'm um, African by marriage and by I know. love of the country. I'm. Ma,
2: originally- <laughs> Sorry, Bola, but Mac is probably more African than you because Mac's passion for you. Africa lies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mac's passion for Africa since day one when we met him. We were like, who is this? Who is this Asian uncle? Who is African? know uh, <laughs> I, cool. I started calling him Mac and Dead. Mac and That's your new name, Mac. What <laughs> do I
1: don't want make it? This is true. I love um, him. So you know we've always been into you know like the social good, especially yes. for our and so yes. I appreciate what's going on. like I come from a country you know where the leaders aren't doing well for their people either, and obviously in the u s what's been going on with the George Floyd and everything like yeah. that we need mm. to advocate for our own people. It's like a global thing so important um, yeah. you know, and so I appreciate what you know what, what's going on, and I wonder, I guess my question to you is. You know, do you feel like what you're doing is something that is catching on that a lot of the people, people who have studied abroad like yourself are going back and trying Mm -hmm. to make this type of change?
2: So, you know, I think that it's a mixture. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to generalize and say, you know, it's certain kinds of people that are advocating. I think anybody that has vision, whether they went to school abroad or they've been in Nigeria since the day they were born or any kind of person. I think it really just takes you being a visionary person and somebody who is very passionate about your environment. So you cannot, in my own opinion, you can't live in Nigeria, even in the richest of cities, you know? So I live in Lagos, which is like one of the most, you know, populous and wealthiest cities in, in, in the country. You can't live here and not see poverty. Like it's, everywhere like literally you, you know even if you are in, in on the most expensive real estate you know you look to the side and poverty is right there staring at you so i think that people that are doing similar things to us are just people that are passionate about people you know people who don't feel like god sent them to earth you know just to do you know just to do good for themselves you know have a nice house drive a range rover you know have some kids you know send them to good schools but you know to really do much more like use their talent to actually help and build their 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 communities and there's so many people like that here guys like we have all kinds of people and they're doing amazing work I mean people here I think are very are actually very passionate about helping I think the biggest problem that we have obviously is infrastructure we have a huge infrastructural problem so a lot of times people people trying to help get blocked by that you know because we have power problems and water and things like that but I think that as far as the heart of people, I think people really are advocating, quite, quite a lot of people are advocating. One thing I will say, though, is that I don't think that you can advocate alone and in isolation. So I'm all about, listen, guys, band together, you know. Like, don't, don't think that you can make a change, you know, as a one-man or even like a two-man. Like, you really have to, you know, find a way to find people that have similar interests to you and come together to really make a change, especially if you want to change government policies, because y'all know... Government policy is deep. I mean, if you guys think that it's deep there, it's mm. actually deeper here, I think. Because um, we, have, we, we have some policies that are so retarded. Like, you just be like, uh-uh, <laughs> in 2020. I, yeah. mean, we, I mean, we have some policies about women, about even like the marriage age. You know, things that you're like, uh-uh. You know in 2020 so there's so many policies here that that need to be changed but what i also find is that a lot of us are advocating but we're running away from positions of power right so you can advocate all you want but you also have to find a way to penetrate the system you know get that influence you know as far as they can get to and um, all that good stuff so yeah i think that there's quite a lot of people here doing that whether they schooled abroad or they have been here all along
1: we're and, and just to quickly follow up, because I mean, we could probably spend, especially with like with us,
2: Matt, we, you and I, <laughs> will talk about this until next year.
1: <laughs> I know, I and know, I know. So,
2: uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got questions, people, questions.
1: <laughs> I know. So we're not going to stick there, because I definitely want to um, get to you know what you've been, how you've stepped up. Um, you know, yeah. from, you know the young girl that I knew and mm-hmm. you know, the, the powerful woman that I see you becoming and so but i you know in the book obviously but just to follow up on that i guess what i'm trying to say is say is um or what i'm trying to find out is because obviously nigeria has very talented very smart people you know for example depending on how they use it like like my man hush puppy i don't know if you know Uh, listen (laughs) do But oh.
2: yo, I mean, in some ways, in like, way you gotta know admire what the heck he's doing. No, you- but like, I told you, that Mac <laughs> is more Nigerian than you. How does <laughs> Mac know Hush Puppy and you don't? <laughs> <laughs> girl, <laughs> girl, for girl, the- bar. But- <laughs> <laughs> hush Puppy. You know we <laughs> talked let about Mac him tell this weekend. Let Mac tell us about Hush Puppy.
1: Mac we talked about him. him this weekend. He is like, if you go on Instagram, he's got like most to Malaysia he's got all the finest of things. Like, you know,
2: yeah,
1: he's, he lives in Dubai now I mean, balling
2: out of control Balling yeah. out of control, it's
1: <laughs> crazy And um Recently, the government just found out That he, you know, did this whole scheme During um, the whole PPP COVID-19, you know uh, Unemployment scam Where his team just basically yeah. Robbed the United States of hundreds of millions Of dollars, and so now they yeah. have Arrested him in Dubai And Nigeria And he's Nigerian? Yeah Oh, yeah. and Nigeria and the U.S. are fighting to try to get him. Um, you know, to the U.S. to to be arrested yeah. and go uh. to extradite to their their place. But yeah, I mean,
2: yeah. So they so want to extradite
1: him to the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> But I just mentioned it because clearly, I mean, this takes some, like, if if this were not just considered by a government to be illegal, it'd just be, like, business, right? Like, I mean, in some ways, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about how the U.S. goes and says, I'm going to go to war with um, Saudi Arabia because I want their oil, I mean, like, this is somebody using their brains to get what they want. But that's beside the point. Yeah, The point is, <laughs> the point is um, you know, what I feel like I, the question I'm asking is: In order for the kind of things that you talked about, the infrastructure and everything, to work, it's got to be like a cultural shift. Like people got to start to to see that there is a need to build. I'm trying to see whether or not you feel it's something that's growing within the culture and within the country.
2: I think. I, I mean, I think that the need <laughs> us us knowing that we needed this stuff has been like since the beginning of time. So don't so don't forget also that. We didn't start out this way, right? We, we actually had it going on, as they say. You know, things were working very well. We had great universities. We had great education. I mean, the, the economy was super duper strong. I think that since we discovered oil, that's when we lost our minds. Yeah. Because, you know, oil, for a lot of people, is like free money, right? Like, you don't really have to... So, outside of the exploratory part of oil and gas, where you actually have to go and explore, you know, and get the oil out, like free money it's like hello you know like everybody needs oil like all over the world so what happened for us i think is that the moment we discovered oil we got super lazy and people also got very greedy because the money was a lot of money and you know unfortunately you know that whole poverty mentality thing then you know came up and people started focusing more on their personal empires than actually caring about the good of other people and so What we have is a degeneration of our infrastructure. So you see that things just keep getting worse. And it's not like it started out that way. Somebody could have built, as an example, a bridge freaking like 50 years ago. Why hasn't anybody thought to, you know, either upgrade the bridge, you know, create another bridge? So an example, let's say there's one bridge getting from one place to the other maybe for the past like 30 or 40 years no one has thought oh let's create maybe like three or four other bridges right let's all keep using that same one bridge until oh, so the bridge is you know kind of shaking up of its hinges so it's really just that we don't have a culture of vision unfortunately we don't have a culture where we think what about tomorrow what about the future what about my great grandchildren you know what i mean like what about just the, like just the future like it's so simple like what, like, what would they say about me? Like, what would my great grandkids say? Or what would the future generations say about me when, let's say, I was in this government role? Like, what is my legacy going to be? So we, what we really have is a problem where, and it's not just in Nigeria, where a lot of African leaders just have a legacy problem because they don't even think about legacy. You know, mm-hmm. all they think about is now, me, my family, I want to acquire as much as I can so that I never have to go back to poverty because a lot of them obviously, you know, came from very humble beginnings. And so it's like, I never want to go back to poverty. So let me just amass as much wealth as I can for my own family. It doesn't matter if everybody else around the community is dying, you know, on a daily basis, I'm going to do all I can for my people. So, you know, it's really, like you said, it's like, it's beyond just cultural. It's almost like, it's a, what's it called? It's become like a, I don't even know what to call it anymore, but it's, it's like a systemic it sort of reinforced issue, right?
0: it. Yeah, it's, a, it's reinforced it's itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and
2: it keeps reinforcing itself and reinforcing itself. Because what then happens is that for every leadership that we've had in the past few years, those that are their mentees or their protégés, you know, are watching their leaders and learning from them. And very few of them are coming up and doing better. Right. You know what I mean? And then you also have a lot of kingmakers who are putting people in positions that they know are going to be there for their personal benefit. So I was a governor or I was a president. I no longer am, but I'm gonna make sure that the next person is going to be my person that's gonna mm-hmm. keep lining my personal pocket. So it's never mm-hmm. really about, you know, the community or you know the people. I mean what people like they'll be fine, you know? Like yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> no, it
0: is it is a difficult nut to crack because I kind of feel like at least in America and maybe it's as a result of the makeup of the people who came here, there's very much a culture of you know we are going to build it you know as yes, a We're all exactly. going to build our future so exactly. so the folks who came here didn't have anything but they had you. to build everything from scratch and based on that i think the children watch them oh my parents yes. did this my parents did this here's yes. what i can do to move it forward exactly. so this culture of creating value building and like you said for um you know uh at least the European culture is very much about, um, from a material perspective, it's very much about what will my legacy be. Hence the reason why yes. we build, why they build, you know, statues and massive I mean, buildings and all yes. of this, and they want to make sure that the yeah. future generation knows what their contributions were. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in other African nations, you know, we probably have our values in other spaces and not other as spaces. much in building yeah. uh, infrastructures for the community per se. So I think, you know, I I think it's a difference in terms of values per se. Um, I think so. And and I think it continues to feed each other. um, It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is going to be a difficult thing to crack. But hopefully people like yourself who are, you know, and other passionate people, people who are multi-talented, multi-passionate, you know, very well resourced, hopefully eventually, you know, like you said, they'll uh, we'll play a
2: part. Yeah, yeah. Break your part, I mean, but we'll figure out a way can. to get
0: into positions of power to then figure out if you can make a change. Cause yeah. it, it's so necessary. Yeah, it really
2: is. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But do you feel like you're, you're making progress from the advocacy work that you're doing or from some of the other foundational? Um, oh yeah,
2: definitely. So, uh, so there's an organization that I'm a part of called women in management, business and public service. And I mean, Wimbiz is a pretty big organization and it's been around for many, many years now. And I think one thing that I, one huge lesson I've learned from Wimbiz is the power of people just coming together for a common cause. Like, so this is just a bunch of women from different, you know, parts of Nigeria. It's not about whether you're Yoruba house or Igbo. It's not about whether you're young or old. It's literally about, we have a similar passion and our passion is to move the woman forward and it's not to move the woman forward just for moving her forward sake it's to move her forward so that she can do better right so that she can build up her community because what you see is that when you empower a woman she empowers a whole community like that like that's just the way that women are like because you know we're nurturers we you know like we carry seed all that stuff like we just automatically would rarely do something that's just about us you know what i mean like most women want to do something for their children. You know, they want to do something for their families. So what we found is that the more you empower women, the more they go out and empower others. And so a lot of the advocacy work that Wimbiz does it actually goes really, 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 really far. Like if Wimbiz lends its voice to a very powerful issue going on, you can believe that the government is probably going to listen. And once again, that's why I said we have to come out of the mindset of doing things as individuals, you know, like in silos, like, oh, I want to be, you know, like, you know, the founder or the leader, like, who cares, you know, just join with somebody who's getting stuff done and get stuff done, you know, as opposed to trying to be like, you know, Lord and Master over an organization, which is another issue. But let's leave that alone for now. Yeah. Because I was I can talk about that for another like 10 hours, how many of us actually have that problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: you want to, you want to be,
2: the At the limelight. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's a that's a lot, but kudos to you, because I know that's a huge undertaking. Yeah. Um, my other so so what about the the social media um sort of advocacy and um quite a movement that you have developed? So talk more yeah. about that and what's what's behind that.
2: Okay, so that's a very interesting question. This is the first time I think I'm probably getting that question asked. Listen, we keep breaking news up in I here. I love it, I love it. <laughs> so you guys know what is really like interesting about this whole social media thing. So it's actually a bit of a story. and um, I guess that you guys are here for that. So let me tell my story.
0: Someday days today, So, about- <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, think, I think that it was about, was it four years ago? Was people up to that? It might have been about... I'm just just trying to get the exact year right. It might have been actually maybe like three, like three, four years ago, randomly, guys. I kid you not. My Instagram page had been private. First of all, I was a late comment to Instagram. Like when people were getting it, I was like, what's that? Whatever. Like I'm tired of all these things, you know. At that point, you know, Facebook was popping, you know, Twitter was popping. So I was like, no, I cannot add anything else. And then I randomly opened up a page and all I would post were pictures of food and things that I, you know, things that I like, you know, like food and, and restaurant you, like you know food. you know what I'm saying cuz <laughs> I like you some food as you know you know and then you know I was just doing my thing I'm barely posting on Instagram like I wasn't an Instagram starter at all and then maybe like 2 years or like a year or so after that one day this is actually exactly how it happened I'm not being dramatic I promise I know I can be dramatic but, but this one is like, actually real so one day I'm sitting down in church and the pastor is preaching about being a kingdom addict and I'm like Mm, what's that you know he's talking and talking and talking and i'm like oh, okay this sounds like a really interesting sermon and then literally i like i felt like he was talking to me like it was one, one of those sermons that you hear and you're like ah no 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 this one has my name all over it. yeah like my name was all up on it you know first <laughs> name last Were name
0: middle
2: you name with me last night exactly you know and then that whole sermon just completely captivated me. And I mean, I don't even know how I got up and walked out of church. That day. layer probably was just like in his own bubble. Because you know the way it is sometimes when two or four people or many people are hearing a message where everybody's getting different things from it. Like what I got from that message was so amazing for me in that season of my life. And then the following morning, you know, something happened. I can't remember exactly what happened. And I felt like God said to me, open up your Instagram page. So first of all, I laughed. Because I was like, does God actually care about Instagram? Like, <laughs> like, Felicia, like, where did that thought even come from? So the following mm-hmm. morning, I was talking to a friend of mine. And I was laughing. I was like, ah, can you imagine what happened yesterday? Oh, this thing is so funny. God said I should open up my Instagram page. Isn't that funny? So she's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, because it's funny. She's like, no, it's not. Open it. I'm like, no, I don't do that. I don't do that. You know, I'm a private person. You know, the people that have public Instagram pages, you know, they're interesting people. That's not the kind of person I am, you know. And I have this whole thing in my head. And then she was like, so you're going to disobey God because of Instagram. And I'm like, mm. you know what? This why, is this why I have a problem with you. Like, why you got to say it like that? You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, fine. You know, I don't want to disobey God because of Instagram of all things. Because don't forget that at this point, I wasn't even really active on Instagram. Mm. So I opened up, so I opened up my Instagram page and then. I started posting by complete inspiration like i would be praying in the morning or reading the bible and i'll just get something i'm like oh i want to post that now you know that i'm you know i'm a tech person so i like graphics you know and i can figure stuff out easily you know so i downloaded some random app that let me create my graphics myself you know and i would create the graphics and i would post it and then people just started following me and i didn't even really take much um i didn't really pay much attention to it until this happened so At church, we do this thing called a God experience. And it's really just, you know, like a a really amazing moment that you've had with God, like in your life. And you kind of just come and talk about it and dramatize it and all that stuff. So I shared my God experience, which is a completely different story for a different day. It's all about like my whole childbirth experience. Mm -hmm. And the week after I opened up my Instagram page is when they then posted my God experience online. Mm -hmm. And so church posted it and tagged me. And then all kinds of people started following me. And I started getting all kinds of questions from people like, oh my God, I heard your God experience. I read it. This is what has been happening to me. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Oh, so then in my head, I was like, oh, that's why God wanted me to open up my Instagram page. At this point, I still have no clue. I thought I did. I have Mm. no clue. And then I just keep on posting by inspiration, whatever I feel like posting, whether it's about, you know, God or whether it's about technology or whether it's about my friend, you know, whatever it is. And I just kept growing a following. Now, one thing about me is that and you guys know this like i am probably one of the most naturally joyous people that you would ever meet like i'm not a i'm not a glass half full kind of person you know i would always no no i'm no, sorry i'm not a glass half empty kind empty. of person i'm yeah, a yeah. glass half full kind of you know what i mean like so i would always find the silver lining in everything so naturally i'm very hyper like that if you tell me there's something sad going on in your life i'll probably find a way to you know make it positive and put a spin on it and so I would just post things encourage, like encouragement posts, you know. And then people started following me and following me. And before I knew it, the whole thing just blew out of proportion. I'm getting messages from people saying, oh, would you come and speak at my event? I'm like, eh, speak at me.
0: Ah, you know what I ah, mean? Like, ah,
2: what? You know, know what? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it just, it just completely like blew up. And before I knew it, I'm getting messages from people saying, oh, you have all these followers. Can we do this? Can we? And I'm like, eh. Mm-hmm. And then even, like, my sister is like, you have so many followers. What are you doing with them? Blah, 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 you yeah. know? And so I was just like, wow, this is actually really, really, really amazing. Leah just walked in. Leia, come say hi. Come say hi what to Macambola. Aww. Come say hi to Macabola. We're recording. Come say hi. Come say hi. Come say hi. Come say hi. Come over. He's like Leia also needs to open up oh, his God. Instagram. <laughs> Baby. Because Leia is now, ha- like he's standing on the other side of the camera intentionally. Like, why are you <laughs> doing
0: this? <laughs> <laughs> we, we see you,
2: Leia. We said can see you. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm... Hello, Hello, say hi.
0: Anyway,
2: so, he's going to get his God experience.
0: Don't worry. Come on. Don't say hi.
2: I'll turn the, the laptop to you. Come and say hello. I'll be shy. upset. Can you can see one. His, can you <laughs> his fingers? I can <laughs> see his
0: finger. Those, those fingers have a uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine, that's fine He's waiting for his own God experience Has God told him to show his face on Zoom? No
2: <laughs> <laughs> So I, I understand what you say? He's he is not asking what you're saying Come on, hear yourself I'm going to ah. tell you what you're saying oh, Yeah, because yeah, of my Because of my earphones yeah. okay. So We'll why. Have... Why
0: do a personal Zoom
1: with him can easy, right? well, Yeah, I mean, I mean we gotta some
2: days today for him too yeah yeah. so you know that's how the whole thing just happened and then you know i just keep posting so i mean i post by inspiration like it's very difficult for me you know to even explain it like in like you know business or structure terms you know what i mean like oh this is what i did because no like like it wasn't even like that it was literally just god saying this and i mean now i can see why and you know i'm going to go into another spiel so i feel like if Jesus was here, he would be on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, he would be posting because yeah, the, number, the number of people who are on social media are, like, crazy. It's a whole yeah. world. Yeah. You influence yeah. people in ways that you can never even imagine just by a random post. I mean, there was a day that I was sick. Guys, I was sick. I was in the hospital, and I'm not feeling well at all, and I'm with Leia, and I'm like this. And maybe I go and do, like, a blood test or something. I'm coming back, and some lady like, oh, I follow you on Instagram.
0: Ah. Can I, wow. take your pic- can
2: I take a picture with you? I was like... <laughs> I you not know, me, normally, you know, I'm Miss happy-go-lucky. I was like, can you see that I don't feel well? <laughs> like, thank you for following me, but I'm not taking any pictures. I feel like, yeah. wow. You know, yeah. but the point is that people sometimes go online and they see something positive and it changes their whole entire day. Yeah. It changes their mindset. It changes their attitude. And so for me, it is all about that light that we all have within us and how are we shining it, you know? And the truth is that you can't not shine. Like, if you have light to shine, you have to shine it on social media because that's where everybody is. So even like people like us that have children, we know that our children are going to be influenced by people on social media. So what are we going to do about more positive people being on social media? Or not just being there, but actually posting. Because there's a lot of positive people in the world. But what you'll notice is that negative people are so much prouder, I'm happier to come and put up all their stuff while positive people are in the corner talking about oh no i'm shy no ah uh, no i don't want lights on me i don't want the limelight i'm just in my corner listen we need to change the world and we can't change the world by hiding our light so for me it's really all about now it's all about just push out as much positive content as possible there's so much crap young people especially need to see that life is not about, you know, getting Botox and boob jobs and butt jobs and, you know, all this stuff that you see every... Like, it's so prevalent in our society. Even here in Nigeria, guys. Like, you guys won't believe how much surgery is going on here. People are oh, looking the same. Oh, you know, all the women yeah. are out there, you know, but looking like triplets hair, and twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. The skin color, you know, bleaching their skin and all that. So, you know, for me now... It's now just become like a real platform to just push as much positive content as I possibly can. You know, obviously things that I'm passionate about as well, which is also helpful because what then happens is that you then connect with more people that are like you. So I've met so many people on Instagram that I probably would never have met before because we have similar content, you know, and we kind of connect and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's the long story.
0: No, no, that that is amazing. I love the backstory um, behind it for a couple of reasons. Number one, before I jump into the backstory, the other day, and, and I was telling you this, Meg. I feel like, you know, I've been wanting more to sort of live. And that's also the um, possible, um, because I think our highest calling as human being is really just to inspire. And I think, you know, having a platform like Instagram or any social media tool allows for you to reach so many people, because a lot of people need inspiration. You have, just like you said, people need positivity. They need to be able to hear a story like yours and say, you know, I just randomly, got a message and decided to pose, there was no strategy necessarily behind yeah. it. And out of all of that, out of the um obe- out of obeying that sort of um the 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 your God's calling or the message from God came all of this and you never exactly really,
2: you never exactly. even would, would
0: have um understood it, you know. So no. I think that's amazing. Um and I love that um for me I, I don't know if you've heard about my magic tree.
2: No mama. I've not heard about your magic tree.
0: <laughs> okay, oh, hater. I mean, can I just can I just the reason I want to talk about the magic tree is because I just feel like I'm gonna bring it back home. There's so many things that we do as human beings that we feel like needs to be structured, like there needs to be, you know, it's A, one plus one is two, and then out of this will come this or whatever. So I'm not going to go into long detail of my magic tree. But what I'll say, though, is, uh, and I would love to then maybe use this as a way to start talking about Dream on Dreamer, because it all encompasses magic and how, you know, things kind of just evolve and you have no idea what's at play, you know, but God, but a greater power that we don't have the understanding. And we don't
2: see, yeah. That
0: we don't understand. So anyways, quickly, my magic tree, let me tell it. Um, so... <laughs> I've been wanting a tree in my backyard forever. I could never get it. I actually even went out and bought two trees that turned out to be dwarf trees. Oh no. Mac Mac ended up planting one. And I wanted it to be directly in my line of sight. So when I'm washing dishes, there's a tree that I'm looking at. That you can see. That I can see and it's beautiful or whatever. So I asked Mac to plant one of the trees that I bought, one of the two trees. He planted it slightly off center okay but it wasn't really where I wanted it and on the second note the tree was a rough tree so it wasn't growing as quickly anyways last year we turned around there's a full grown tree in my backyard full grown. I'm not talking about you know like there's regular trees I'm talking about it's probably like a 60 foot I mean it's huge it's, it's massive a huge it's a wow. huge, huge tree so I'm looking at Mac because I knew this tree came out of nowhere so I'm like Mac, isn't this Where did weird that come
1: that,
0: from? Where did this come from? This man says, this tree has always been here all along. I'm like, no, <laughs> Mac, yes, it hasn't. So I, we had to go look at old pictures from like three years ago or four years ago to prove that that tree wasn't always there. Where did the tree come from? I don't know. Wow. Anyway,
2: <laughs> anyways, <laughs>
0: I, <always>, <laughs> I always tell this story because I'm just like, here I am trying to piece together a little tree, but... There's so much that we don't know. And when when something is meant to be, when God is ready to like razzle let dazzle or yeah. whatever or let things manifest, it's never going to be, you know, one plus one is two. It's yeah. just magical. You know, and I think if we tap more into that space and succumb or surrender more into kind of just leading our lives based on you heeding the or the inspiration to open yeah, up your yeah. your Instagram and not questioning it and just saying, "Well, God said it, let me do it. I'll understand it." You know, if yep, we're not yep. trying to overthink hmm. it, imagine how amazing you know we could all be um, so, so again, at, hey. inspiring people and just living inspirational lives. So I I, I love that story. That's amazing. So,
1: let me, there I you go, Meg. So as a as a um, new convert to this whole magic thing. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm still growing in, in the belief because I, I still have some skepticism, but I want to ask you
2: some questions about... We don't ask you, mark <laughs> <laughs> we, Mac. We've been coming. We go way back, so we know. <laughs> but,
1: but um, so, like, I also really liked your story. A lot of things resonated. Mainly, for me, it was, like, the whole shyness thing about exposing myself, you know, towards um, mm. the judgment. Of other people, and mm. also the idea of like when I thought about Instagram, I thought it was all those bad things that you talked about—people just sitting here. Not even just that, but like, why do I need to know that you just walked to go get some food? <laughs> I know that's what you posted. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, but like, who cares? Like, but but when I did join, and I joined primarily, right. So I joined primarily because I was trying to, you know, um, open up, like trying to mm. uh, be less um, closed in.
2: Yeah. And
1: I did find a lot of the, you know, positive stuff, the things that were yeah. pushing you to these sorts of things. I'm like, oh, Instagram is definitely good for that. And, you know, um, I think that's a great thing that people are doing. And so um, for, I, I like that, you know, you, you decided to obey. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things is the fear.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so fear. I'm wondering two things, fear. I guess.
2: Fear. Yeah, if, <laughs> if
1: you could speak to that and how, and I know that part of how you were able to do it is you said, you know what, I had to obey God. Yeah, has something very similar.
2: So
0: my word for the year—I don't know if I shared it with you. I'm sorry, I just get so excited. My word for the year is obedience. Have you heard of the concept of?
2: I love it.
0: So mine is obedience, and that taps into the like I don't question nothing.
2: You just move.
0: I just move. (laughs) I love it. I don't know how this is supposed to happen. I'm sure God will figure it out. I mean, I don't know. There's a way. Yeah. 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 But yeah, go ahead. So yeah,
1: on that, on the just move. I'm just. You know, I'm wondering if that would allow me, because I still have tons and tons of fear, so that's why I wanted to speak to that. Um, If, you know, having this sense of, you know, what this, what this thing is divine, it's it's been, you know, just handed out to me, allows that fear to go away, and if there's a way that somebody like myself, who is still skeptical, can tap Mm. into that type of power.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I think that, I think that it's a journey. Um, And I think that like God never showed, well, he sometimes does, but often with like our lives and our purpose or our calling, God doesn't show us the full picture because if he showed us the full picture, I think that we would mess it up. Like we would, we would over, you know, structure, we would overthink it. We'd probably get really scared and it wouldn't happen. And so what I've learned since opening up my Instagram page that I absolutely did not want to do was, when you take that first step, like Bola was saying, like just move, I find that you start to build your faith as opposed to focusing on your fear because you see that when you did move, you didn't die. Like, so what was I fearful about? Like, did it happen? No, you know, like you probably didn't. And then also I think that, that for you guys, like you guys are actually a great balance because you're obviously quite different when it comes to that department. And so it's good to always have somebody who is ready to just fly and somebody who's a bit more cautious because what it then does is that you guys kind of balance each other out right so i think maybe for you what you need to actually ask yourself is what exactly is the thing that you want to do and what's holding you back like literally like an honest question like so it could be anything is it leaving a job you know is it relocating to a different country like so what is it that is in your heart that has been nagging so you know also like it tends to be something that have kind of just been nagging you for a while. So like we're quitting a job as an example. And I know that Bola, <laughs> Bola has a whole ministry around that. You know what I mean? But you know, it's this whole thing of something that is just there, that has been there and it's not going away. So you have to decide if you want to be an ordinary person. Because I do think that a lot of us are ordinary because we just don't follow what god is asking us to do like it's really just that simple like you will not be unsuccessful but you will just be okay like you will just you wouldn't be the best version of you you know what i mean like you would be an okay version of you you'd probably be proud of yourself like oh yeah you know i lived a good life i did a good job but did you really become all that you were created to be probably not because if you don't step out in fear then there's no room for faith first of all you guys know that if every single thing that we did we just had full confidence in doing it then we become super proud like, you right. we'll be like, listen, this is why, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, everything I do, you know? So I feel like there also has to be that space where you realize that there's, there is a greater power than you, right? So if you don't ever have the fear, then you just feel like you can get every single thing done. Even the most famous of people, I mean, I love it when I hear people like, you know, Oprah and all these people that we all adore talking about how, you know, they get really scared about doing some stuff and it's the reminder that there's something inside of us that, is way more than us that's way bigger than us you know what i mean like so we're physical beings but there's so much more so you're yeah. fearful because it's not your comfort zone but for you to really progress and get to your next level you can't do it in your comfort zone yeah you know what i mean like you just can't like what is that you know like who do we know and Mike, i know that you've read a million books in fact you gave me out outliers by Malcolm gladwell when i had So i'll never ever forget you read all these books so you know for a fact that you cannot be in your comfort zone making big things happen big things don't happen in our comfort zone and that's just reality so i think what i would say to you is just that you 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 need to stop overthinking things and then you need to stop being so like you know what like this is the way things have worked you know (laughs) this is the way this is the way things work you know like let's not you know tussle it up too much which is also i think part of the the thing that i've observed about being in america like i feel like america gets you and we spoke about this baller like you get to a place of real comfort mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you have food on your table your water is running you 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 have enough you know to buy a nice house buy a nice car your kids are good it's almost like if you're not like a visionary person or somebody who is connecting deep with your insides, you will just live that life forever and yeah. many people do many people do and they are very okay but for me, I feel like that's what, like God could not have created us to just do just that and that. Like, what are we gonna leave behind behind, behind on you for our children? You get what's the legacy like? So you are from Haiti. It is not by accident that you are Haitian living in America and you're doing well. It's not. Do you understand? You are a representation of something that is so different from America. Same thing for you, Bola. So you guys have so many opportunities to benefit your home countries, even if you don't go there. You can benefit people. So many people that are around you, next of all, you're black. And as we know, now in America, it's dangerous to be black, right? Yeah. So, you know, there's so much that you can do, but you can't do it in your comfort zone because nothing great happens in our comfort zones. And I could probably go on and on and on and on. Yeah. But I'm no, going to stop good. because I, that's, that's I wouldn't that's no. <laughs> I it, okay, This
1: is good. This is good. I read a quote, and I
0: forget, I'm going to mess it up. I always mess up people's quotes. But it essentially says... <laughs> Remix when you look around, any sort of innovation or the manifestation of our physical environment has come as a result of rebels. People saying, yes. how could this be done differently? Enough, you know, enough, any enough sort of enough. innovation, any sort of progress, any sort of anything you see, the house, the cars, Tesla, you know, everything. The does, telephone. Gone,
2: every, the internet. Everything. The internet. Everything, when we've
0: gone to work or the moon or what have you. you know, the point everything. is somebody said, well, why can't we do that? You know what I mean? And everybody's going to look at them like, you
2: you're are crazy.
0: We're not doing that. This is how you yeah. do it. But it's only the rebels. It's only those who are willing to stand out by themselves and question the status quo. That, those are the creators. Those are the innovators. Those are the ones who are willing to bring forth something yeah. deeper um, from within themselves. So,
2: Especially yeah. when you're in a place of comfort, right? So if you, I mean, like, imagine, like, before the phone, as an example, was created, people were communicating, yeah, communicating, you know, they were finding ways, you know, to get messages, you know, across to the other side of the world. Why did somebody decide, let there be a phone? Like, yeah. you know, I'm like, how did somebody just decide, let me build this thing that you pick up? and you... Like, what? And then, from that communication tool that was developed, you, you know that since the phone especially, it just boomed. Because yeah. once communication was possible, everything else just went crazy. And then we had the internet, then we had the cell phone, and God knows what's coming next. You know, yeah. but I think it's really just not being too comfortable in that in that you know, in that comfort zone. Another thing, guys, sorry, just quickly add this is that for those of us that come from countries like ours and have, you know, families where you have a mix of different people. So the people that are doing really well and those that probably aren't and all that, I find also that it takes a lot more of a struggle for us to innovate because sometimes mm-hmm. you are just happy to be more successful that then. most people that you know. Uh, <laughs> like eh, most wow. of my family member, my grandfather I would never you know what? I'm good. Let me not run the boat. <laughs> Okay. Not
0: only are uh, not only are you good, let me not
2: mess it up and go back let, and be like them. <laughs> no. PWC is paying me very well. Yeah. Microsoft is paying me very well. I have retirement <laughs> benefits. My children are going to go to school better let go yeah. rock the boat. So most of yeah. us, and that's why you find that a lot of people like from like our country, they don't really innovate. Because listen, everybody is just, as they say in America, like, is trying to get up on up out the road. Like yeah. we're just trying to get to the city and live a decent life, have food on our table, have a nice car, have a nice house, let our kids get better opportunities. And so a lot of times we 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 don't even realize how much those things actually limit us. Because they're yeah. like more creative. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. Crazy might no. be a great way. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You know What, I mean? what yeah, am yeah. I going to tell my parents, bro? Right? I know.
0: I remember... <laughs> so it's no. funny. Speaking of which, I remember... Remember, we... Uh, my first job out of college was Lily. We like, Lily,
2: yes. Lily. When you quit, I'm sure they I know.
0: know so, I remember I was there for like two, three years, and I just looked, I was like, this ain't it. I can't. This is not life. I can't. I can't. So Indianapolis I, is... I, it's not. I'm not, I'm not going to be stuck here. I... There's bigger, better things in my life than this place. So I not only quit, well, maybe I talked it through with my parents. I feel like I kind of just quit. And yeah. then I called them and I was like, oh, parents, I'm coming home. Do you know my dad
2: forbade me? Do not
0: come back here. Do not come to
2: this house. Do not come to this house. house? Do not Which Go house? back here and go back for your job. What are you talking about? Go. Like, yeah. Like, and you know what? he he, he could never understand what you were saying like what are you joking yeah do you know how many people we kill for a job like that and that was that and and Uh mind you like my dad is actually a more reasonable of the bunch yes yes
0: surprised by how he sort of his reaction he had family members calling me auntie's uncle everybody questioning whether or not i lost my mind and i'm just like guys it's just not I'm okay, I'm just going to come home and figure it out. Listen, yeah,
2: there's a mold. That's a true point. That's a there's true a mold, point. man. And yeah, when you do yeah, yeah, get yeah. into that mold and follow that system, yeah. our parents are just like, are you guys for real? Like, yeah. you guys have to have lost your mind, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's very interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so then that leads mm-hmm. us to you authoring
0: a whole book. I mean, come on. Even before we talk about the whole process, which I'm fascinated by, Um, of actually bringing forth a book, because I think that Mm -hmm. in and of itself is a whole episode. You know, there's so many things that I've been wanting to do, author being on top of it, I mean, but a bunch of other things. And for you to actually say, you know what, we just don't do it. You know, (laughs) we don't talk about that. But tell us about the book and why you felt, even beyond whatever self-imposed limitations, whatever fears, like what made the content or what made what was in your heart so compelling that you felt like you had to push through all of it
2: and birth it okay so i'm going to go back to another one of my god stories so mm-hmm. honestly speaking i would not there's, listen fully so show would not have written any book <laughs> book i mean you guys like you guys might not remember but i was but you will because we studied together i was never a book reader no, I remember, Matt, like, Matt would read books and we talked to us about the books that would be rolling, rolling our no, eyes at Because, you know, Matt used to get philosophical and all that. I I'd like, sure, yeah, be wondering, uh-huh, was whatever. this book assigned by a professor? Was this book assigned for? Oh, 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 oh you mean you read it just for fun? I mean or you, mu- you must be just weird? You okay. Who reads books for fun? That was me. I was so proud of not being a book reader. If I, I remember yeah. one of my newer friends I met after college one day, I told her that I didn't read. And she looked at me like, I was crazy. And I was like, but I don't know was worried, And she was like, that day, she thought I was the craziest person ever. Like, who is proud of not reading? Like, really? Yeah. Anyway, so me authoring a book is not normal at all. But I think it's all part of what happens when you step out in obedience. It's things start to happen, you know. And then your talents start to get activated. And you're like, I'm me. Anyway, so I'm a dreamer. I have dreamt for as long as I can remember. But I never thought anything about my dreams. I just thought dreams, yeah, whatever. And in fact, I think I probably suppressed a lot of my dreams because you know how sometimes when you have nightmares, you're like, listen, man, I don't like, I don't, I don't don't want to be dreaming. And so I realized that I wasn't having deja vu moments and that I was dreaming a few years ago when one day I was talking to one of my cousins and I was telling her about a dream. And then we started talking. And then she told me to go read a book. (laughs) Ha ha ha, read a book. Because oh, I realize yeah. now that I'm older that if you don't read, just go and rest in peace. Because really, you won't learn anything. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so, you know, so then I go and I read this book. And this book opens up my eyes to the fact that dreams are actually communication from God. Like, like why do you guys ignore, you know, all the ways that God tries to speak to you? And so from that day on, I started taking my, my um, dreams a bit more seriously. A bit more, you know, I would journal my dreams and all that stuff. And so I have many dream journals because I dream a lot. I have many. I, I mean, I've got a whole bunch of them. I, I have a whole bunch of journals everywhere. Leah rolls his eyes at me because you know, I'm always like stacking them. He's very organized, like, you know, he cleans everything and arranges stuff. I'm kind of pressing that my things can be all over the place. So uh-huh. you just see one journal somewhere and you'll be mad. You're like, this girl and all have one million journals, but I have a lot of journals anyway. So last year I was at a silent retreat. That's a different story for a different day because you know, I do too much. Yeah, oh, nice. I do too much. Yeah. Yeah, I said,
0: I will, I, we have to talk I've been uh, wondering uh, yeah. about silent
2: retreats How? What? so three days wow. and let me tell you oh my god Where Like yo, in Nigeria here so there's a lady I met random you, you know everything is so random when you start to obey you don't start connecting yes. with all the right people you know it's like magnet and sulfur so this yeah. lady that I met who actually happens to go to my church well I didn't even know she went to my church she just organized a silent retreat four times a year and the reason she organizes them is because she went through a really bad divorce and needed to clear her head. So she found this place, which is actually not too far from the city. It's like an hour out. And she found this monastery where they do silent retreat, wow. And it's amazing. Like, you would not believe that you are in Lagos. It's like, really? ama- oh my God, it's amazing. Anyway, so, so she organizes them four, four times a year. And, you know, she, she, kind, she publicized it publicizes it on whatsapp groups that she's on so it's not like it's out there but i saw it on a group that i'm on with her and i was like oh this sounds interesting because when i saw it i had been really stressed i was like i need to get out of lagos mm-hmm. i've been looking for a way to just go away And usually when we want to get out of lagos we travel but you know there's a lot of work when it comes to traveling internationally that's in itself is even stressful sometimes you yeah. know what i mean anyway so i go for the first one and oh my god guys i can't even explain it was amazing first so of all silence
0: for three days
2: so so it's your choice but yeah it's very quiet i'm sure that was stuff for you i put my you know you know what i thought it would be but i was actually fine like i slept i like i didn't know that i was like i was tired until i got there wow. i must have slept for like half a day i didn't even know wow. i woke up in the morning and i was like ah what happened? Hack up. Oh wow. Mind you, this place is really basic. Ooh. It's no frills, very basic place. It has mosquito net. You know, like it's not like a fancy hotel, but let me tell you guys, like, it is serene. It's wow. simple, basically and it's fantastic. Anyway, so so last year I went for my third one because she does them four times a year. So this one was the first one I think of last year. And you know, I'm just there, you know, just doing my silent retreat thing. And you know, here comes God again, like, oh, you really should write a book on dreams. Now, because I was at the silent retreat, I was like, "Yeah, that's that's a great instruction. I'll do it." <laughs> yes, yeah, God. I'm yes. That. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and then I came out of the silent retreat, and maybe like two or three months after, I was like, "No, what? I'm not gonna." First of all, where do I get off writing a book about dreams? Don't like, like like really, you know. And then I had imposter syndrome, like crazy. Now, something else about me is that two things, you know. When I feel like God is telling me to do something, I have developed to the point where I just do it. It's mm-hmm. taken me a while, though, but now I just do it. Obedience. Second of all. Just do it. Ain't no point questioning. Just Wait, do can it. I quickly ask? No, thank you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I had Go, ahead. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. So how do you know it's God that's speaking to you and not just your own thoughts? And then you can continue. It's oh. just for my own. And all those who are probably listening who...
2: That's a really, 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 <laughs> really, really good question. That's but let, let, let me tell you how I have known when it's God for sure. is that there's confirmation outside of me. So, you, so when you... Sometimes when it's all you, <laughs> you know, it takes a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? Like you're trying to get something done and it's just so much work. When it's God, you start getting random people. Like somebody random can just call you and say something to you. Or you meet... So like with me, I can literally meet somebody at an event and the person just say something and i'm like oh my god oh so that thing is real you know so i feel like it is the confirmation that 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 comes from places that you're like okay definitely this is for sure now the other thing is that we're all different and i think that god speaks to all of us in different ways so for me i think that's how god confirms things to me for somebody like you he might confirm it in a more dramatic way because you're not like me and bola who kind of just run so you might have like some you, you would have a confirmation that, that works for Mac, might not work for Bola. Yeah. Does that make sense? So the confirmation that works for me might not work for her and so on and so forth. But you would definitely get some sort of external confirmation that makes you know, oh, wow, okay, fine. Sometimes it's even putting on the TV and you're like, uh-uh. Sometimes, guys, I kid you not, sometimes I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see a course. Maybe I've been thinking about how, oh, I need to do this course and I just see so-and-so universities offering this course, and I'm like, ooh! But yeah. anyway, so yeah, confirmation. But anyway, so, so the second and thing I just
0: that... Quickly, let me just quickly speak on that point as well, confirmation. Feeling- I know, Did I interrupt Are You interrupted I say- her! I swear to God! <laughs> <laughs> you are going to be put out of this show so quickly! <laughs> no, but I, I just really wanted to stomp on that confirmation, because I do think it's a great point. And I mean you and I talk I talk about confirmation. I'm sure you guys talk time, about it. Yeah, you know, sure. and a recent example, I don't even have to talk about it. I was talking to a family friend of mine that I hadn't seen in forever. He reached out of nowhere and was like, Oh, I'm in Colorado now or whatever, you know. And um, so the, this is a long story short, because I don't want to take too much air, but how and, and my spirit felt like I had to go see him. So we were talking, mm. I was like, Oh my god, we'll have to figure out a way to go see. I don't even know I've never thought about Colorado but let me figure out a way to go see you next thing we're booking our flights for Busola's um 40th flight. birthday just in, and there's a routing through Colorado and Stop that was it. the cheapest flight that was Stop the cheapest it. flight
2: I, I love it Megan
0: was like you know what they, let's make it all, happen that was the, the cheapest flight, it gave us about twenty four hours there of a layover wow. there. Oh wow. And it was Perfect. literally and it was literally probably two days after I spoke with him. Where I, love I it. felt like my spirit. So once again, it's when you're when you're tuning into It's all about
2: the frequency
0: Being Yeah, tuned when into you're frequency. tuning into yeah. it, you'll see it. I mean there's so yeah. many confirmations that I see, but so that was many. one that I spoke with him I love recently it recently about. And you you it, it just makes sense. You you spirit you understand. Another way also is that for me to hear the clarity of it, you you can almost envision it and it also nags on you. So it's almost yeah. one of those things where you It won't leave like you alone. It won't leave you. Like, there's a That's what happened with this book. This book, say. i to bring it forth. But anyway, the book didn't
2: leave me alone.
0: Yes. The book didn't yes. leave
2: me alone. I would forget about it and then, you know, it would come back. Anyway, so... Something else I did was because obviously I had imposter syndrome. English is not one of my favorite topics. I don't like writing typically, you know. All this Instagram writing I do, you know, and that's the uh, other thing. You know, people people are like, "Oh, I like your writing," and I'm like, "This is so funny. Like, God is so amazing because y'all don't even know. Like, you guys, Shadow wrote my college essays. That's how much <laughs> I, that is my sister. Yeah, I, yeah, like it's not one of my things. Anyway, so um. So I found one person to help me out with the book, you know, so I would send her, so like, I sent her all the things that I had typed up, sent her voice notes, but somehow the other, that just died. Like she didn't really take off with it. Then, then she then told me that somebody else could help me because she was going to go do something. Long, long story. It just was like, it was just there. It was hanging out on Google drive for months. The book was on Google drive. And then in December, one day I was praying and I felt like God was like the book. And I'm like, oh yeah, the book, oops book. And then was like, yeah, you know what? Let the book come out in, um, in March of 2020. Now in December, March seemed very far. So I was like, yeah, March, March is fine I can't do March. You know, I can do March, March is fine <laughs> Guys, before I knew it, literally, was it March or was it April? No, it was April. April 2020. So in December, April was like, oh, my God, that's a long time. I was like, I can't get it done in April. I mean, I've already written most of it. It's just to, you know, kind of beef up some of the chapters, you know, all that stuff. And then comes COVID. And then comes the lockdown. Now, prior to that, guys, I forgot about the book. Let me not lie to you. I forgot. Then the lockdown happens. And one day I'm sitting down. Because, you know, during the lockdown, there was a lot more still and silence than there typically is in our lives. And I remembered, and I was like, "Oh, <gasps> I'm supposed to write a book that's supposed to be coming out in April so own date. <laughs> so I go on my WhatsApp to my assistant. I'm like, "Kendy, when is the date I told you my book is supposed to be released?" <laughs> and Kendy is like, "Let her go check." And then Kendy gives me the date, and I'm like, "I'm finished. There's no way." I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys know what? I literally had two weeks, and you guys will not believe it. That the wow. person that the person that I then felt like God had laid on my heart to connect with, to help me with the book. Me and her, I call her, I'm like, listen, this is the day that God gave. She goes, eh, okay, fine. If you told me that this was your day, I wouldn't, I would be like, please push you, but since you said that it's God, oh yeah, let's make it happen. Guys, that's how we made it happen, man. Wow. We, we, we not only made it happen, It was during the lockdown, so we couldn't print any physical copies. So we put it on, you know, Amazon, Kindle. We put it all online and released it. Because, you know, typically with books, I mean, with everybody I know that writes and launches books, you know, there's a whole, you know, like book launch. You have physical copies of the books that people can buy a whole bunch of copies. None of that. There was no fancy, nothing. And you guys, the feedback I have gotten about this book, actually, like, it scares me. Because I'm like, oh my God. Like, when I go on Amazon and I read the reviews, I'm just like, you know what? And this is how you also know that a lot of things in life are not really about you. You know, Mm -hmm. like when God puts a plan in your heart, it's about the people that he wants to help or save or deliver from whatever they're going through, through what he has put in your heart. Jonathan, so it's not even about Felicia wrote the book. It's about there was a message that needed to be put out into the world. He put it out through me. And guess what? If I didn't do it, I'm sure that he would have found somebody else to do it but i did it and i'm shocked and you know everything about the book is just like wow so even the publishing like i keep getting people asking me like so who's your publisher i'm like i don't have a publisher i don't have a publisher (laughs) no like i I, i'm like guys i'm telling you like this whole thing is just completely like god like i don't have a publisher so so the lady that helped me is like i like a mentee slash a of mine that i met on instagram mind you four years ago Um, yeah yes I met her because she had DM'd me then to be like, oh, can you please come and speak at my event? And me and her have got along really well and we've been extremely cool since then. She's the one that helped me with so many things. She's the one that connected me to the person that would do the illustration. Mind you, she connected me to somebody that another one of my mentees knew, so I ended up not having to pay much. And then even with her, she didn't charge me for stuff, so everything just happened like Wow. In fact, the way that things happened, I don't even know like what the real cost of publishing a book is. Do you understand? Because mm. it didn't happen naturally, like in a natural or normal way. It just yeah. didn't happen like that. And so that's magic. What, yeah, that, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it was just absolutely amazing. And yeah, yeah, so that's what, that's how the book came out. And now it's so much easier for me to even think about writing my next book. You know what I mean? Like, so now I'm like, okay, so what's the next book going to be?
1: Mm. You know, because,
2: because, you know, I've done it and even though it took a lot out of me and you know i had imposter syndrome now the imposter syndrome is gone Overwriting a book because i've written a book you know what i mean so now yeah. I'm like, okay so is my next book is it going to be a spiritual book is it going to be a book of business is it going to be about technology like i don't know but now i'm actually envisioning you know what i mean the yeah. next book oh yeah that's how it happened guys have you heard the book um the big magic Mm-mm.
0: who who wrote it the I don't remember her
1: name. It's it the was same the
0: same woman who did Eat, Pray, Love. I forget her name. Okay. Um, but you I'll should, look online. It's called The Big Magic. The reason I said the it is because magic. That, that same concept that you had about how if you hadn't obeyed and written the book, that inspiration would have gone to somewhere else. Because when, when an idea is ready to be brought to the world, when God is ready to... It's there, manifest, man. It's going to happen regardless. And she also talks I about how... It's happened to her on many occasions to the point where she had a specific concept about a book she was trying to write. Very, very specific. Down to the characters, what happened to them. And she ended up not writing it for whatever reason. She didn't fully obey. And, you know, she goes into the story as to why she didn't do it. And a similar book was written. was written by somebody
2: somebody else.
0: Somebody else. Same timing, same characters, same backstory. I mean, it was shocking. So, yeah, it's exactly right. I mean... That's why it's important to obey and not analyze, well, what, what would the resources come from? What about the timing and everything? Just do it. Because Let on me you tell you..: heart, yep. just do it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Totally agree.: Totally, totally. yeah, I mean, yeah. Wow. I can't even talk that. <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. Wow. My that's... mom is like, "You wrote a book. My mother is still in shock.
0: She uh, read it, uh, and she
2: uh, was like, "Wow, that's a really good book." she's like, like. Because, you know, like, my mom used to, used to try to force me to read in school. Wow. I would not read. She used to try to get me to, you know, do... I would not... Shade had to write my college essays, guys. Yeah. I mean, imagine, like, that's how deep You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so Shade writing a book would have been, exactly. like, for for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, that's, like, the other thing about, like, doing things that are not really about you, is that you see that it's not really about what you find comfortable or easy to do because a lot of things that I'm currently doing are not things that I would typically, yeah, you know, I obviously have gifts in certain areas that, you know, are being highlighted, but a book, there's no way I would ever have said I was going to write a book. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness, like my dad would probably have passed out, like, for sure, you book, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so anyway. Wow. That's great. Well, I was just going to
1: ask you a little, um, to tell our audience a little bit about, you know, the concept and how, you know, I, I'm a person who doesn't remember my dreams. I've, I've thought about, um, you know, writing them down and I need to yes, start doing you
2: have that. to have a dream journal. You totally have to yeah, have a dream journal, yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely,
1: definitely. But, like, so how do you interpret the dream that you have?
2: Yeah, so the thing about dreams is that because they are God's way of communicating, well, most, not all, most dreams are God's way of communicating with you. Some of our dreams are just soulless dreams. So you go to bed hungry, and, you know, pizza is chasing you in your dreams. That's not, that's not from God. That's because you are hungry, you know? <laughs> or, or, you, or you, like, have, like, there's something that, you know, you, maybe you, you watched a TV show before you went to bed, and then, you know, all those characters are in your dreams. You know, a lot of those dreams are not, like, God dreams. They're just, like, you know, like soulless dreams. Now, the God dreams, interpreting them you can't really do them without god that's the thing so it actually takes a bit of work and it's entirely up to you if you want to do the work but i personally have so many dreams in the book where you will see how god has either saved my life or saved the life of somebody i love or saved the life of even a stranger because of a dream that he gave to me so for me it is (laughs) like dreams are literally like our superpower Like, why did God feel the need to download all of this stuff to me or to you? Do you understand? Like, why out of all the people in the world who are sleeping, did he feel the need to let you know this or let me know that? So for me, it's actually like a superpower. So interpreting them is not easy and it's not always straightforward. So your dreams are rarely as they they happen, you know? So sometimes, you know, it takes a bit of deep thinking. Like you saw somebody in your dream. Sometimes it might be what the person represents as opposed to the actual person. You know what I mean? Like things like that. So it's not always like, I saw bola in my dream, and she bought me a Rolex. So bola is going to buy me a Rolex. You know what I mean? Don't go me. buy me one. Okay. <laughs> check your mail, Felicia. Don't worry. Check your mail. I'll I'll check you. I'll check I you. hope hopefully COVID hasn't delayed <laughs> Actually, when I was saying, buy me a Rolex. I was I was actually speaking as Mark. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> buy him a Rolex. Don't, yeah. Check, yeah. Your Rolex. don't check your mail anytime. <laughs> but no you know you know like sometimes it might be what does a rolex represent you know it represents you know riches and wealth you know so it might be something else along those lines so it's not always but i will say start by keeping your dream journal then when something happens and you dreamt about it you'll know you'll Mm -hmm. literally have a moment and you'll be like oh my god this has happened before and then you will think to yourself it's a deja vu moment it's not a deja vu moment you've actually dreamt it before and so you can start connecting the dots about how god speaks to you and how it actually happens in real life.
0: Yeah. See, I, I don't dream. If I do, I don't remember it at all. And maybe I just need to do a better job of um, journaling because I want to make sure that I'm not missing other parts missing of it. Out, yeah. I do have visions of what I'm Yay, supposed to manifest. Asian. Yes. I so I it. do. It's, and it's very clear. And, and part of obedience is I don't want to, like you said, you, know, you have to find outlets for all of your um, you know, superpowers or your gifts and your blessings and all yeah. of that. So part of me is sometimes I feel overwhelmed, like, oh my God, I'm supposed to do this, and now I'm supposed to do this and now I'm supposed to do this. And I just try to figure out a way to balance it all. Balance it all. But but it's 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 I, I think the visions that I get because they're so clear, honestly, if it even to the point where there's a timing component to it. Love so it. when it doesn't happen as split like COVID messed up a lot of the visions that I have and I'm just like why would God show me that it doesn't make sense like, unless I've done there must be something that I need to track or maybe my timing was a little off maybe but the for the timing. most part it's typically like to the timing and I'm like I move forward confidently because it's so clear yeah
2: yeah love it love because, it but,
0: um, yeah, that's amazing that's amazing so, I mean, it looks like there's a lot going on. I did have a bunch of questions I wanted to get to, but we didn't even get past all the things that you do. Ms. <laughs> Felicia, so we we'll have, have another conversation. we have, have a part two. But part I'm two, interested. Yeah. We definitely going to have to have a part two. But, so I have two more questions. Number one, okay. now, obviously, like you said, based on all the great successes from you just obeying, you know, yeah. and your life is turning into this amazing that maybe you couldn't even have envisioned, right? It's I could never that.
2: have. Yeah. I can't even lie. Right, right. <laughs> I could never have, yeah. Okay.
0: So, so you know, part of what's here um, in terms of what you do is, you know, you're a speaker. So how are you now trying to, you know, when we talk about inspiring, when we talk about advocacy, when we talk about yeah. social media and all of that, how are you um, sort of boiling and distilling and doing all of this in a way that allows you to, you know, continuously share that message. And I know you're a speaker, so tell us more about that.
2: Yeah, so so one thing that I've learned about a lot of things that are happening with me at least is that when I try to, like, over-structure over or over-box it, then I, then I have a problem. And I'm saying that because so as part of trying to improve on my communication skills and kind of taking my, my, um, my speaking side gig to a whole new level... I wanted to sign up for, like, some course, you know, so I did, like, a preview of the course where they were kind of talking to us, you know, and the guy was like, oh, you know that as a speaker, you, you have to have one core message, you know, and you have to have one this and one that. And, you know, after that conversation, I, like, I had a really weird, like, out-of-body experience. I was like, that's so not me. Like, I don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't have one core message. Yeah. I have... I have certain things that you would never see me speaking on, like, ever. Like, if it's not going to inspire, encourage, empower, you will, n- you will not see me anywhere near mm-hmm. But then I speak about many things. I speak about purpose. I speak about technology. I speak about women. I speak about leadership. Like, so when he said that to me, I knew immediately that I was going down the wrong path by trying to overstructure it in the typical speaker way, right? Yeah. And so... I think for me, with all the things that I'm passionate about, and you know, it's really just when you're passionate about something, it's easy for you, you to talk about it, right? So there are things that I remember from college that Matt would go from being quiet to shouting and screaming about. Like I never forget because he was passionate about. It, and, yeah. You know, and you know, you know, black people, you know, and African, you know, you know, you know, you know like there were certain things that you would see that somebody who is typically not that personality just comes alive. It's mm-hmm. the same way people say that. Beyonce is shy, but when she gets on the stage, you know, she comes alive. I find that when it's the things that you're passionate about, it doesn't take much effort for you to talk about them. Now, what obviously the packaging does is that it makes you better. It Mm -hmm. makes you able to present yourself, you know, in a way that if you wanted to get like on an international stage, as an example, right, your message isn't lost. And you're also not speaking in a way that maybe gets lost on the people. You know, so like there's ways to always make things better and fine tune them but i do think that everybody's a speaker in some way or the other because there's something that we're all passionate about like so i never started out to be a speaker when people call me a speaker i'm like eh, i am but i obviously like to talk y'all know that y'all have known me for a long time and so if i'm passionate about a topic i will kill it but i've learned as well that you don't have so when we're bantering we can banter for 10 hours and you know not go home but when you're on a stage and you've been given a platform by God where you can influence many people, you have to know how to get that message into 20 minutes or into 30 minutes. So you do have to learn the arts, you know, as they call it, you know, of speaking and how to get your points out there concisely and all that good stuff. So I think for me, it's really just talking about everything I'm passionate about. Like, yeah. I, like so when I started speaking... I would speak about the things I was passionate about, like, anywhere, everywhere. And there were even some things that maybe I wasn't so passionate about, but I could speak about because communication is one of the things that, you know, I kind of like to do, like, just think I'm talking. But now, there are certain things I, I just won't speak about. So some people email me and they're like, I you come and talk about this. And I'm like, no, it's not my area of expertise. Because now, after, like, four years, I know what I'm good at talking about naturally. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. what my expertise is. So I'm not going to go and talk about something I know that Bola will be, will be better at. And if I'm going to ask Bola, Jonathan, like, what, like why? And yeah. so I think for me, it's also a journey. And you know, that's the thing about all these things about obedience is that it's not like magic that just happens overnight. It's literally a process. It's a journey. And before you know it, you keep fine-tuning and then you get to that place where, bang, you know, you're doing exactly what it is that you're supposed to be doing. But it might have taken you maybe years of, you know, kind of going through long, windy roads and trying to figure it out. Like, I would say this year, 2020, during this lockdown is when I really had a true epiphany of exactly the things I'm truly passionate about and I want to be doing. So so I even went and edited all of my profiles online because I was like, now I really know that this is what, like, this is my focus area. So if you ask me, what is my focus? I could tell you. I couldn't Mm -hmm. say that like four years ago or maybe even like three years ago. You know what I mean? So it's really just a journey. Yeah.
0: No, that's great. It takes experience. I I agree. I feel like with everyday, even for me, I am like further refining my understanding. Refining.
2: That's the word.
0: Where you You want to refining uh, it. Yeah. Your energy, where you want to focus, what you want to be known for. But what I love about you is um, that you are a student of whatever it is that you're trying to do. So it's almost as if that. you have an interest in something or whatever, it's you don't necessarily say, well, that's not what I do. That's not me. You know, that like you said, like you are going to study it and yeah. figure out a way to then um, occupy that space in a yeah. way that you feel the most authentic to you. So, so you I know think something a lot us,
2: else about yeah. that, about, you know, occupying space is going to go back to this whole thing about influence and how the only way for us to really make an impact is really to be people that have influence. And so you are in a space that you're actually able to influence people and you're also able to get some sort of levels of power where you can actually make a real change. I think I'm learning that those that are able to really make changes in society, you know, so like transformational change that really lasts, are people that are, they are occupying their space and they're not doing it because they're only passionate about it. They're students of it just like you said, you know, so they're studying it, they are being in a place where they're constantly learning about it And they are talking about it, you know, whether it's through posting or through teaching, whatever, you know, like you guys have started, you know, doing these, your online classes where you're teaching people. Like you literally have to just find any outlet. And we're so fortunate guys, because we live in a time where we have the internet, we have social media. So whereas our parents had many things on their heart, they couldn't teach them, you know, like what were they going to teach them? It was only being a professor. Back yeah. in the day, the only way for you to teach was to become a, a professor. Now we're all professors because yeah. we're in the knowledge. You know, we, we are in the times of knowledge, knowledge economy. Everybody can teach. I know people who don't know anything. God forgive me. And they're teaching. They're <laughs> out there. on, You know what I'm saying? Like, they're out there. And I'm like, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you have worked for one minute. And you're talking about how to structure the You're an expert. Right, cool. <laughs> do you? Do really? you? But the point is, that's the beauty of the times that we're living in, and people that have the experience should leverage all the platforms and use them. You know what I mean? And you yeah. never know where where you're going to end up in a position where you can really start making changes to policy. Because we all complain, we complain about the government, we complain about our societies, but we're not taking the places to actually make the true changes. So, yeah. why are we complaining? Yeah, you, you know, no, it's true. Be be the change you want to see in the all world. The way, uh, all yeah. the way, all the way, all the way. Yes, exactly. That's amazing.
0: Did you have anything? Because I like, do have one last question for Felicia. I know. Oh my god. Let me tell you what people I'm said about this it. podcast.
2: So, over time. Time. It's so long. <laughs> I was actually going to so tell what? you that the podcast people is like, long. Why? It's so, it's so long. Like, but after, could we could we
0: have cut the short? Could we have cut the short? I
1: think, I think Felicia, this is what you just said. You tried to give us some advice when you were talking about speaking. All right. And yeah. She didn't
2: catch it. You got the package. <laughs> She's turned it and it flew right over her head. When well, you have a platform baller, like, you have to be concise. I know. I can't. So you know, like, I... your natural. No, no. no. It's because of your. So your natural talent. You know, like you, like you do freestyle, and because you're you of the way that you that you communicate different to Max, you can spend three hours on something that Max would probably spend an hour on. Yeah. Do you understand? So you um, kind of have to like you know kind of get both strengths and figure out a way to make magic. Cause it is a long podcast. I was actually going to say, girl, this podcast is long. I know. I know. We don't cut it into three parts. I don't know. It's
0: all so good though. It's so good. Good. Okay. So my last question, and I'm hoping I can pick one that is so great based on, you know, all the things that you've talked about. Okay. Okay. So this one is a good one to wrap it up. And, you know we can come back and do some of the other ones later, but all right. So in this moment, knowing what you know, um, you know there are some. So I'm gonna give you an example. For me, you know there are some lessons that I'll know, I'll understand in theory. Um, but because my old way of life is so ingrained in me, I have to keep seeing it. I'm like, oh my god, Bolo, you learned this. Like, why are we still, you know? So I just wonder, you know, as you are. Transitioning, transforming, sort of staring into the light of who you are meant to be. You know, what are some of those um, things that are still hanging on that you're like, oh my God, I thought I dealt with this, but it's still here. You know what I mean? So, what lessons are have just been? What, what lessons are proving to be difficult for you to sort of shake? you know, realize, yeah. you know, this is who I am, not that person.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think that, the, that the lessons that are proving difficult for me to shape are the ones that really have to do with, like, the core of who I am. So personality-wise, I'm an extrovert. I'm, I'm sure that's pretty obvious. Um, but then your personality type should never be the reason why you make an excuse, right? So because I'm an extrovert, as an example, and I like to talk, I've had to really practice how to listen. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. But as a leader, I'm doing all these things. You just, like, you need to learn how to not only listen for what people are saying, but even what they're not saying. So Mm -hmm. looking at people and reading their body language, because, you know, I do so many different things. And sometimes I, at least in the past, before I started trying to master myself, like, so this whole thing about self-awareness now leads to, like, self-mastery. There are many things that... I used to exert my energy on that you would never catch me exerting my energy on anymore. So now I've accepted who I am. I know what I'm good at to a large extent. And so I outsource a lot of stuff. So because I'm a tech person and I like graphics and I like to create stuff sometimes, my social media as an example, I think I was telling Bola, for the longest time, I used to do everything myself. I would create my graphics myself, everything, post, blah, blah, blah. It was like last year or two years ago. I can't remember when exactly it was when I bungled a whole bunch of things because I was just, I was doing too many things at once and I wasn't managing my time properly. That's, that is another downside to being an extrovert. You know, we like to overjuggle stuff and we think that there's more than 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. And so I had to hire somebody to help me out because it's not that I can't do it. I can do it myself, but then I don't have the time to do it. So there are many things I can do that I can't do. That, no, there, there are many things I can do that I shouldn't do because I need to spend my time doing the things that only I can do. Mm-hmm. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, 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 because, yeah, because there are things that I can't outsource, that I have yeah. to do. So why is it that the things that I can outsource, I don't? I insist yeah. on doing everything myself. So I'm past that. I've been delivered from the bondage of, you know, super mom, super wife, superhero. No, ain't no super. You yeah. know, I now find people, like most of the people that are around me that are like my support people, they are very good at things that maybe I'm average at or things that I'm not good at and they do it very well. So Mm -hmm. I don't feel bad because I'm just like, okay, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? You know, and they do it and they run with it and then we are all playing our part in that big, beautiful picture but I'm not trying to be every puzzle piece. You know what I mean? Like I'm just being my own puzzle piece and they come and they do their own thing and it all works out and becomes beautiful. So yeah, I think that is, that's one thing that I really had to let go of and took me a while, but I'm there. I, I think I'm there.
0: Yeah,
1: awesome.
0: that's great. That's great. I'm this still struggling with that. But um, anyways, this was amazing.
1: This is great. It's really good. This is one of our better ones in terms of the um, insights.
2: Oh, kids. thank you, guys. Yeah, thank absolutely. you, guys. You know, you I even pray to God to make me wise. One of my serious prayer points a few years ago, I was like, God, I want to be wise like Solomon. Like, you know how he says nobody was, I need to be. Because, you know, I realized that, guys, do you guys know that wisdom is actually the key to many things? Like, there's so many things that we all battle for that. If you are wise, you don't even have to battle. They will just come to you naturally. So I prayed for a long time for wisdom. So I'm glad it, glad when when and people tell me that I'm either wise or I drop inside. I'm like, yes, prayer answered. Uh, yeah.
0: No, honestly, Absolutely. it's so true. And, and, I mean, you know, there were so many things that I was writing down furiously, even now and then the last time. I feel like there's so many things that... um you you package in a way that sort of unlocks some of those things that we struggle Mm. with um in a way that just seems somewhat effortless you know and and relatable and and i think that's key because um you know we're all trying to be our best selves but sometimes you've seen people once at self-mastery you know once they've mastered it or well when they're trying to communicate how they did it or what's going on it falls. you don't
2: get it you yeah are, you're not
0: able to relate yeah. to it but i think i think what's great about you is you know you're able to be concise you know with the wisdom that you're sharing but it, it's it's so relatable and and seems like wow. doable you know what i mean like it doesn't Yay. seem out of reach i'm
2: glad so. i'm so glad to hear that yeah
0: yeah but um had a great time this Good, was one
2: here too Stay much here. fun always fun with you
0: guys i know oh, Thank wow. you so much I'll
1: for send, send our best to
2: all um, the family. I will. To me, I know me, I don't to know. Me, her to, me. to me, to me, is the one that was here at the start with the afro. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I but will. Yeah. I send. I send my love to your college-bound children because <laughs> I saw Nubia and I was like, I don't understand these Nubia. That- like what? is <laughs> no, <in> taller <laughs>
0: than me. I, I mean, remember. I- I- at I remember coming way, to
2: visit you when you were pregnant with Nubia. I, I just had I and mean, I, You were like, what in the world? I was like, Nubia. Was Ow. Ow. Yeah, 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 I glass. remember the sweater <laughs> you were wearing, Bola. I actually remember the
0: sweater. Really?
2: That day, you were just like, why? Like, what is this? I was battered. <laughs> no, for the longest time, I mean, even
0: my, my journey of motherhood is probably something I've that I've been, been amazing. Documented. It I'm was, sure. I mean. I I struggled for real with motherhood. Yeah. Let's just be for real. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm in my good space now. I can do yeah, this. Like, like you
2: got your mojo back.
0: <laughs> younger days, I was just like, I don't people lied. This is not a walk in the it's park. Hard. This is it's this hard. hard. It's really um, hard.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But thank God really for hurts. having a community. Anyways, thank you so much for your time today. Thank um, you guys. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I can't wait to um get this out and have the. Um, our fans listen and be blessed by it.
2: Well done, guys. You you guys are doing a great job. I love your tag team. Really? Oh, thank you.
0: But I don't want you to make Mac feel so comfortable because I need him to understand, understand <laughs>
2: that Bola. this is understand still my one. show. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. This, this has become our show. <laughs>
0: That's what he be saying. Our <laughs> show. I'm like, no. I'm the one on the picture. Anyways, well, thank you so Mac, much. Mac, you better get
2: <laughs> Mac, you better get a headshot and sneak it in there anyway. It's all
1: packaging.
2: You don't even need to be in the picture, actually. Yeah. Exactly. You don't need to be in the picture. What for? What? For
0: <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, well, Mac, take us some. Um, this has been another great episode of Some Days Today. I know we don't have to come up with a better tagline, but this is what we got for now. Okay, That's
2: what we got? Uh, oh no, no! Before we finish, Felicia, can you tell people where to find you? Oh yeah, of course. So you can oh, find me on in- yes. Instagram at Folution G. There's no H. So it's F-O-L-U-S as in Sam O-G on Instagram. And on LinkedIn, it's Folusha with no H, but I must see ah, spelling. F-O-L-U-S-O last name is G-B-A-D-A-M-O-S-I and those are the two places I'm really active on. I don't really do the- I mean, I'm there, but I don't really do Facebook and Twitter. So you can find me on either of those two places. Can't and wait I to said. connect with you guys. <laughs> I know. And we'll
0: put, we'll put the spelling there so people know. Fantastic. But Thank also, you. though, for those who are amazing want to get in touch with you either for a speaking engagement or for whatever oh, yes. it is should they also go on that platform or so i have
2: a website so it's full and Bola is going to put it at the bottom of the screen so you guys yeah. can check me out there and you can just contact me there and we can talk yeah, yeah yeah wonderful
0: well thank you so much really appreciate it thank this. you um, guys so much so yeah, good yeah so good. all right and stick us out so crass Welcome This is another episode of Someday Is the Day where we encourage you to live your life like it's a fucking vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I I think we may need to evolve from that. I don't know. I feel like there's more to this than vacation,
2: but anyways.
0: Yeah, she said we'll get it. You'll get
2: it.